Future Crisis Club. He's uh, We're going to make a plan now that the holiday, first part of the holiday is over. Uh, uh, the, my man uh, CDG is going to come down, help me figure out this clusterfuck that is this show. I got to focus right. I got one, two, three mics here. We're going to fix this so that it looks like a real show. Yeah, I know. I, I got, There's no, no, I mean, it says green light that the camera's on. I shut the computer down several times, started up again, different versions of the show. What can I say? It's more important that we get it said than that we get it seen, if you know what I mean. Um, so, but we got helpers on the way. I know I've been saying this. I had some uh, uh, Swiss German guys here staying for a few days, supposedly uh, uh, Apple tech geniuses, and they, they did nothing but eat, eat my food. <laughs> And I didn't take any money for it, so it's all right. But the help that I got from them was scant and insignificant. So, but uh, CDG, Mr. Future Crisis Club, says he's going to come down. He's going to help out. We're going to get this shit straight. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, you know, I mentioned fascism in the title. What happens? What happens? And listen, all of this news adjacency, um, this is this is the this is the uh, pen and teller uh, David Blaine uh, David Copperfield look over here don't look over there technique and we'll just jump right in as you know this is free while it's live uh, and then even if I said like the other day I said the short show the th the thirty minute one what did I say I said I was gonna uh, I said I was gonna leave it free forever well uh, June didn't did you know June like she's like fuck you and got in there and and made it pay per view so <laughs> it's a shining it's a shining fuck cyclo the shining so uh, all, all hail June did the right thing uh, in the face of my financial weakness. Uh, so, so anyway, um, maybe at some point I should get a new laptop. Uh, but at this point now, all money's from the show 
pretty much go directly to a to June. If you need to know what that accounts, it accounts for $435 a month. And when it was back on Patreon, the show routinely pulled in about that much, uh, especially with you who send it other places. Now that it's on Substack, I can go and look at an accounting and uh, without... Without you guys riding on Tommy Pound's uh, 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 coattails, you know, you're short of that. Uh, how short? Nah, I don't know. Maybe $135. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't mind. But at some point, uh, at some point, yeah, I, I got to start looking at the, especially since you've not gone on to uh, 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 Amazon to review the book. I know it. Well, one of you has. I know it. The rest of you. I don't care if you read the book, just go ahead and do it. Well, actually, I do care if you read the book. Just because then it says verified purchaser, and that looks nails. Anyway, let's let's catch up to where we are right now on version 290. So the first thing, the first thing, oh yeah, hey man, I could I could Jeffrey Tube in this show now that I think about it. Now you guys can't see me. Yeah, maybe it's pants off, dance off. Maybe it's time for that. You know, if all of a sudden I sound distracted and start drifting away, you might know that Eugene's come to play. And that rhymes. That's why my my, my history in hip hop, it, 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 it could, could be uh, happening. I found out the other day, uh, apropos of, of just happenstance, that one of the guys I wrote about, one of the first hip hoppers, the guy who introduced me to hip hop in 1976, uh, Jimmy Spicer, he was later named, I knew him as Dollar Bill. I was a lifeguard in the camp where he was a counselor and he said, I can rhyme anything. I actually stole one of his rhymes for Whipping Boy's second record, uh, uh, Muru Muru. And the, the, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I laid the plan for Spider-Man. I put the S on Superman's chest. I wrestled with Hercules. I swam across the seven seas. A beat beat, y'all. A beat beat. Well, okay. Yeah, exactly. I stole it from him. And I sadly just discovered that dude died. He's dead. He wasn't murdered. I haven't figured out whether it's more tragic to be murdered or just die. And it's not a, it's not, don't give me that shit about it being a, uh, a, it's a, oh, it's a natural cause. Unless you're 85 years old, the bullshit natural causes on that. Dollar bill was probably my age. So, um, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so let's, let, let's catch up. So where are we now? So today is Sunday. <laughs> exactly. So that's today is Sunday. So, uh, you know, I remember a friend, this woman I dated was a Jehovah's Witness. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, um, she, well, I, you, you know, I had to think for Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Like they would try to like, all oh, everybody's crawling on the floor, hiding, peeking through the drapes. Oh, it's them. Don't let them in. Don't let them in. We don't want to talk to them. I was like, Ship, let them in. Let them in. They come on in. I said, have a seat. Sit down. I said, as you can see, of course, I have no money, but I'm really happy to talk scripture with you. And uh, <laughs> and then I'd be, you know, shooting the, whatever woman was in the group would be getting the copulatory gaze until they left in a swelter of uncomfortability. So <laughs> it's like, hey, man, if you are bringing if you are bringing possible sex partners to my door, you know, I, I hate to digress, but I, I, as a friend of mine who was having sex with this woman who was in and out of mental patients, uh, me mental hospitals. And uh, one day he's sitting on his couch, say, on a, a naked, he's sitting on a beanbag chair in his apartment in the tenderloin of San Francisco, naked, right? And he's like, man, I, I could really get laid. And right as he said that thought, it was like, ding dong. He's like, oh, shit, okay, I got, I got to put some pants on. So he put some pants on and quickly throws on a shirt and goes to the front door. And at the front door is a woman that he had been having sex with in the mental hospital, in the cleaning supply closet at the mental hospital. She is standing there, but behind her are her parents. Her parents are like, look, you're the only one that she seems to listen to. I hate to drop in on you like this, but could you help? Could you could you help? And he's like, help? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I help. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he and he says goodbye. And then you know he he takes her inside, closes the door, locks the door, waits till he hear, wait wait waits until he hears the elevator clock down, and right away, but a bing, but a bang. 
Now, <laughs> now, I'm not saying that this is a proper way that you're supposed to behave with people in mental institutions. However, out of the things that could be happening to people with mental problems, it's probably low on the scale of misery, right? I mean, she enjoyed it. I wasn't there. This is not this is not me like doing some friend thing, friend air quotes. No, this is a real guy and a real person. Uh, if you want a real punchline, of course, it hews to a Eugene Robinson story because she is dead now. She is dead. The daughter of a, of a cop. The father was a cop. I don't imagine he was a very good cop if he delivered her into the hands of somebody <laughs> whose sole interest in her well-being was her ability to continue having sex with him. But, you know, that if that's all you got, maybe that's all you need. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to tell you outside of that. So, um, hey, this is going to piss June off. Actually, the total lack of video. But what can I say? Those of you just coming in, it's a lack of video. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know what's going on. I start stopped to start the computer. It says FaceTime camera is not working. I was traveling with this computer. So maybe... Who knows what was happening with the travel, the, the whole, the, the bit of bing, bit of bang, don't know. So today, uh, this Jehovah's Witness woman, uh, yeah, I'm blaming the ball one. This Jehovah's Witness woman, the one who I was actually dating, she said, you know, she schooled me on Jehovah's Witnessism. Like, they don't celebrate holidays. This is why the Nazis killed them. Take a drink. Um, they don't celebrate holidays. Sometimes they would, they, like, not your birthday, nothing. No Christmas, nothing. Okay. So sometime it, uh, they said she said they would celebrate Thanksgiving because it it, 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 it it amplifies the glory of God. Right. So they would say, and I said, well, you know, that's an interesting take on, on holidays. And largely, I don't give a shit about how like Easter. Eh. You know, if you're not working as I am not working, if you are not working. <laughs> yeah, this is a red dot, man. I will be finished soon. You, you you got 48 minutes. If I'm not working, what do I give a shit about Easter or 4th of July or let's just go down the list of holidays I remember. And, and I can tell you about the ones I give a shit about. Let's just start with don't give a shit about New Year's. In fact, I'm a New Year's antagonist. I call it amateur night. I don't give a shit about St. Patrick's Day. I don't give a shit about... Columbus slash indigenous people day. I don't give a shit about actually, sorry to say this, you know, it's nice if you work, but in general, I'm not really doing anything special on Martin Luther King day, you know, except to be glad that he existed. Okay. Um, so, uh, what else? Uh, I always get these confused Memorial day and veterans day. Don't care. Yeah, these holidays were designed to celebrate certain, you know, diurnal things, things in the in the calendar, things connected to crops and agrarian society. I don't care. My birthday, yes, big on my birthday, means a lot to me. I don't expect it to mean anything to anybody else. That's fine. Okay, so uh, my birthday, what else? Fourth of July, I don't give a shit about the Fourth of July. Uh, Labor Day, don't give a crap about Labor Day. But I got a soft spot in my heart for Thanksgiving because I got a soft spot in my heart, not for the indigenous people that were murdered by the pilgrims. But I got that. But because I like food. And in general, I like family. And in general, if you've read the memoir, I actually had a pretty good early life. I have good, positive memories about food and family. So I take it super seriously. Right. So I'm excited about, I'm excited about, and like, like, like Johnny Mathis sings in the Sleigh Ride song, it's a happy feeling nothing in the world can buy. I get a call from my oldest. She goes, uh, oh yeah, I, I, I like, I like Halloween, but you know what destroyed Halloween for me? San Francisco. It's like a fucking religion in San Francisco. And it's been that way as far as I can see. And it's like, oh, what are you? You must be a sexy waitress or a sexy nurse or a sexy teacher or a sexy or a sexy astronaut. It's like I got it's just, you know, the, it's like, let me tell you something. Have you ever watched a dance floor without the sound? <laughs> it's both interesting, amusing and infuriating. And that's what I feel like. Uh, that's what I feel like uh, Halloween is like. 
right? It's great for kids. I had, can I have more fun? I was alternately ex- joyfully excessive uh, and near tears taking Cora out for, for, for Halloween. That was fucking great. If you had come to me later on that evening and said, hey, why don't you get a babysitter so you could go to a Halloween party? I would be like, why don't you just let me kill myself right now? I had a girlfriend who says, I'm going to go to a party. And I go, oh, okay. She's, well, you want to come? And I said, no. And she says, yeah, I don't, you don't seem like the kind of person who likes things that are really frivolous. I said, no, it's, almost, it's not like I can't have fun, but I take my fun fucking seriously. I'm not a tourist in regard to fun. The kind of fun that Eugene S. Robinson has is the kind of fun that you go, as you're having it, you go, uh-oh. <laughs> That's the that's I take fun fucking seriously. Don't give me a uh oh or also preceded by are you sure this is okay? Uh oh oh <laughs> yes, yeah. I've been through bed style on at night and Harlem and Bushwick. Uh the only time I, I uh <laughs> in the shadow of the Marcy projects, I got mugged by 20 guys once. That was fucked up. I may may or may not have put that in the memoir. How would I know? I don't own the book. I suggest you guys look. That was fucked up. So, yeah, uh, Halloween, but Thanksgiving is a jam. So my oldest says, we're hosting. Come on down to San Diego. I said, well, drive or fly, drive or fly. Now I'm tense about flying now because of the whole thing with Hamas and Gaza and Israel and all that shit. Uh, As long I'm pleasantly as I, as far as i know have no flight scheduled uh, uh scheduled in my near future so it's a good old time for me i drive i know it's safer to fly but i'm gonna drive every now and then the big problem with me and driving i feel like Dwayne from annie hall uh played by christopher walken alvi if you could come in here for a second i'd like to speak to you you're an artist so i i know you'll understand Sometimes when I'm, I'm driving at night, I feel the urge to turn into the oncoming headlights. <laughs> that speech. Every now and then I get the hysteria passio that just like, ah, so you got to fight that. Yeah, exactly. That's a, thanks, Dwayne. I'm, I'm due back on planet Earth. Exactly. I got to fight that. And you know what helps me fight it? Thoughts of my kids, specifically the one sitting in the car seat behind me. So who all drove down? It was me. It was Ruby, my second kid, uh, uh, Cora, my fourth kid, and my ex-wife. Kasha did not come. Yeah, she had to sleep. So uh, if this was video, train, train. Yeah, there's a train and there's a bus. We saw a bus on fire right by the grapevine. So fuck the bus. The train, yeah, there's a train, but I'm not sitting on a train with a three-year-old. On the car, we went left at night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, Grammy Hall. We left at night. Well, not like at 4 o'clock. Traffic was atrocious, but, you know, she stayed awake for a few hours, and she was asleep by 7, so she slept most of the way there. But on the way back, we couldn't do that because we're trying to beat the traffic, so she stayed awake. Had a great time. Great time. Grace and her boyfriend hosted at his house. There's a balcony with a view of San Diego. You can see everything. He invited his family over. All these people have great senses of humor, which uh, I really love. And of course, one of the guys, her co- his cousin, her Grace's boyfriend's cousin, is married to this Greek guy. And I, you know, right away, I'm trying to make friends. I go, Greek, Greek, or like the fake Greek? And he goes, hey, Greek, Greek. I go, so you're from, you were born there. He goes, no, nah, I wasn't born there. I go, so you're a fake Greek. He goes, ah, my parents were born there. I go, oh, first generation. So do you speak Greek? He goes, yeah, I speak Greek. So right away, what does Eugene do? Making friends, bust loose with the only Greek he knows. And everybody like, I say it, he's the only one who speaks it, starts laughing. And they're like, what is he laughing about? Now, I know he's not going to give them the direct translation of what I said, which was some version of, I love you. Take your pants off. Right? He goes, I love this guy. He loves me already. And then he just dropped it there. So I knew I was going to have a good time. And there was food. And the kids were ripping and running. Of course, the house was a catastrophe. 
inter it had couches that were uh, on the balcony overlooking a 20 a, a 20 foot overlook of the pool and the kids were all jumping on the couches and the and the fence that was behind the couch was the same height as the couch so i'm getting these images of these kids flying and these parents their kids are all older there's one kid who was 4 so they're like hey whatever you know i had 7 years of good life with this kid if he falls off the fucking balcony hey that's on him so I'm the one who's like, I'm running around even chasing Cora, making sure she doesn't murder, drown, or get, or, you know, throw herself off of the balcony. And as it goes on, the people get, you know, people get, uh, uh, there he is. Uh, people get, uh, uh, you know, tired of the food and they're not, wild, whatever. Nobody mentions to me, nobody explains to me about the guy at the end of the table with the hand puppets. Okay, singing apropos of nothing that I could see at odd times, show tunes at the top of his lungs. I'm looking around for some sort of rescue, like to make sure I'm not the only one seeing this. Dude is pretty fucking genial. He's pretty nice, pretty happy, and he's somewhere. But nobody was bugging me out is that nobody seems to register that dude has got... Hand, a hand puppet that looks like a fish and a fish pillow and another one that looks like a Martian fish singing Judy Garland tunes at the top of his fucking lungs. I love these people. I love these people because I could take my pants off and start doing a wild Watusi around the table and nobody would fucking blink. Perfect place for me. Perfect place for me to be for Thanksgiving. So we're eating and then the thing and the, you know, and the, the and then they have a game with charades with color coded M&Ms and you got to guess stuff. And then, and then you have to give gratitude and thanks and, you know, and all that stuff. It was it was a jolly fucking time. Watch my watch my youngest daughter play with my grandson, her her nephew. <laughs> uh, you know, there were bumps as it gets late, late in the in the in the evening. Both of the kids start to to start to go nuts. It's fine. I often wonder, having a grandson, if I had actually had a biological son, would have had the same manic energy he has. But I tend to think he'd have been. My grandson is less like me than any or any of my other kids. Of course, then on the ride back, on the ride back. Uh, uh, I, I do what parents immemorial have done, usually over Thanksgiving when people are trapped, but I like definitive trap. Got into an argument with my second, Ruby, and uh, last I talked to her, she said, I am full of rage, and then she got out of the car, and I haven't seen her again. So, uh, I mean, largely, I, I don't need to go into, into what the argument is about, but he, listen, my MO my entire life it's been when I see that some some like I'm some doing something that's bothering somebody, I just keep at it until they come out and they say, God damn it, stop calling me Timmy. There's a guy, a wrestler I went knew in high school in the homeroom. I see his name was Timothy Blake. And he's Tim. I just started going, hey, hey, Timmy. I don't know why I started the lisping, mincing pronunciation, the you know, diminution of his name, Timmy. And he looked like he wanted to kill me. Now the guy was dieting and trying to make weight. That's before I knew it. I was on the wrestling team for a hot minute and didn't know, you know, he's a lightweight. I ah, fuck that guy, Timmy. So I see him at a high school reunion 20 years later, and I go, hey, hey, T Tim. I say, hey, listen, man, all through high school, I called you Timmy. And it seemed like you wanted to kill me. Ah, what was the reason behind that? And he was like, I didn't want to kill you, Eugene. I was like, really? He's like, no, man. I No, I didn't. I, I, I liked you. I, I go, okay. Timmy? <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there was a piano there. I should, I should have done that. So, uh, but anyway, as I'm driving back, you know, I've been, the kid goes to sleep. 
I was going to sleep when she went to sleep because whatever, we got to stay at Grace's apartment by ourselves. So I, I'm going to get, get my sleep too. So I maybe read a little bit before I go, but I'm like, listen to this kind of, somebody put up a comparative chart between Hitler and, uh, and, and Trump, and we're going to take these vermin. They're the, I don't have outside enemies. My enemies are inside this country. We've got to drive them out, these vermin, and he's going to create these camps for the homeless. And, you know, if you want to be honest, if you're going to be honest with yourself, this shit that he's talking about, that Trump is talking about, actually sounds delightful. Sorry. Sorry to say it. You know, when was the last time you had somebody shit on the, on the hood of your car? Yeah, look, these guys need help. Now, I don't support putting them into a, 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 a concentration camp, which is what he's talking about, Freedom Cities. That is Mr. RP. Uh, I'm sorry, man. It's all red. It's a it's a red room show today. I can't figure out this fucking camera thing. I don't know what's going on. So, uh, you know, nobody wants to see anybody put in a concentration camp because that's a slippery fucking slope. As a solu- as solutions go, you know, solutions. Which solution is it? Is it the first solution or the second solution or I mean, is it the penultimate solution or the? Oh, you mean the final one? Yeah, it's a little too close to the final one. But, uh, yeah, fine. But the reality of it is, no, you know, that friend of mine who was driven out of San Francisco, why? Because his car was raped. What do you mean, Eugene? What do you mean his car was raped? He gets in his Jeep to drive off to his day of fun and, and professionalism, puts the thing in gear, puts his hand in the gear knob, and discovers somebody has put a condom over his gear knob and systematically lower their anus on it until orgasm was achieved. Dude flipped out, got an AIDS test, moved out of San Francisco. He was done. You raped my car. I got to go. We all want to see something done. Bill Burr said it best. He was like, yeah, everybody talks about Reagan having killed mental health. Well, that might have been okay because mental health in America before that sucked anyway. That's why people didn't want to go. Look at Geraldo Rivera's uh, 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 expose on what they call used to call Willowbrook. Willowbrook. I don't put the documentary in San Francisco. I don't believe it. It's not that bad. But that's curious that it's not that bad. Last time I was in San Francisco, which was a number of days ago, I was like, hey, where are the homeless people? Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Where are they? Suddenly, suddenly you have to go straight into the tenderloin and then you see them. But they weren't where they usually were. So I think Newsom is like, yeah, the pick is being set. Biden's setting the pick for Newsom. I, I don't care about that. I started thinking about fascism. And the reality of it is, look, if you see two people fighting, if you see two people fighting, doesn't violate your sense of fair play. And one person starts getting the better of the other person, kicking the other person's ass. At that point, we all make a decision. I've been watching street fights since I was a kid. Of course, when I was a kid, the first person who fell onto the ground, at that point, everybody stopped paying attention because it was commonly felt that that person was a loser. We hadn't been exposed to enough uh, of BJJ yet to know that the fight was just beginning at that point, but whatever. Stop and watch a fight. Yes, I watch a fight. At a certain point, what your brain does is it sides with the victor. Because unless you got a weird sexual kink or fetish, nobody's imagining that being beaten up is, is going to be a good day. All right? Like that great scene from uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. There are two types of people, my friend. Those who come in by the door, and he does crosses himself. If I had video, I would, sh- I would show you. And though, yeah, Tuco says, and those who come in by the window, throw it over there. It has to hold the weight of a pig. So, so this is before he puts Clay Eastwood up on the rope, right before they get blown up and they're free, he's freed again. And that's the thing. Those who come in by the door, those who come in by the window. Every time I'm looking, I'm going to have to side. Hey, anytime there's a guy pushing around another guy, I'll be there supporting the guy pushing around the other guy. It's just natural. And the Nazis were big on natural. I'm not big on natural necessarily. I think that we are, you know, it behooves us to impose a moral order on the universe. By which I mean, by which I mean, 
a sense of fair play should actually always be functioning. If one guy in your neighborhood is dragged out, head shaved, and made to clean the curb with his toothbrush, you need to know that your sense, and you think that's okay, your sense of fair play is fucked. Which is how we get to fascism. It's such a pretty cake. I'm going to clean the streets. I'm going to make the trains run on time. You know, those people, those people that we don't like, who are they? You know, <laughs> we're going to put them someplace where they can't damage our party. All right. We do that already. Right. We take people. We're not saying you don't deserve to live in 99 percent of the cases. How many people on death row in 99 percent of the cases? We're not saying that you don't deserve to live. We say you just don't deserve to live with us. So goodbye. Good luck. Say hello to the stony lonesome. Look, fascism has been freely chosen. The, the, the chances where there's a junta and a military dictatorship takes hold, uh, like you have in, in Spain, where Franco in the, had the Spanish National War, or anywhere in Central America, that's a different story. They voted Hitler in. You know, Mussolini did, you know, threatened a march on Rome. You know, there was no actual march on Rome. It was just a threat of a march on Rome. And, and, you know, uh, you don't have, I got some tapes around here of Mussolini's speeches. They, they loved him initially. They fucking loved him. And if you dig deep enough, you can see that certain elements, certain, certain of the more rebarbative elements of the, of the Nazi program that never made sense to Italians. He's Italian. He's a Jew. He's an Italian Jew. Leave him alone. Uh, then he needed some help from Himmler. Then he had to start to, well, you got to deport your Jews. He's like, all right, all right. And they deported him to like, <laughs> to Monaco. And then like, I could see just Himmler kind of rubbing his, his, his eyebrows. He's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> and then he got, Mussolini got into more trouble. Then he had to give up some of the Jews. I'm not saying the, the black shirts were great guys. Again, read the, 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 the subsect, the transformative powers of violence as a part of official policy. We've gone through that on an old show. That breeds an unstable society. Society has one fucking job, and that's to breed itself continually. If it's an unstable society, it falls apart. It's failed. You know, fate, uh, Mussolini uh, failed. You know, at the end, the people were showing him, <laughs> were showing him how much they loved him by beating him with chairs as he hung upside down. Not in Pradapio where he was born, but in the other place, in a place I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'm telling you, Jamie Stewart from Juju said it best. I want to stay ahead. I want to stay ahead of uh I want to stay ahead of disaster this time. And and the reality of it is we, we have a problem. I keep saying that the Biden administration is setting a pick for a newsome run, but the DNC doesn't seem to support that. He's like, he's not that much older. He's not that much older than Trump. You know, why not let him run? I don't want either one of these guys to run. So far, there's only one. There have been only a few credible challenges. Most of the MAGA guys I know are all up about Vivek. However you pronounce his last name. And outside the guy who Gavin Newsom made a pass at, most of my friends who are lefties are okay with it. How he's going to do it with the, the garbage can that San Francisco has become, well, it's not so much of a garbage can last time I looked. What about L.A.? Well, I wasn't the mayor of L.A., but you're the governor of the state. Yeah, and I got a lot of state issues to deal with. Oh, oh okay. I mean, you know, frankly, you know, you know about my personal history with Biden, uh, you know, I know, you know, my mom's 83, you know, uh, I just want 83 year old people just to hang out, you know, like they say on some of those bottles of pills, don't operate heavy machinery. Don't operate heavy machinery. None of that. But the thing is that we people kind of skip through. They're, they're like the left is running around screaming fascism, fascism, fascism. And to most people, they go, OK, oh, OK. You're not saying Nazism, right? Well, no, 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 we're not saying that. 
Well, some of the stuff calling his, you know, other Americans vermin that need to be gotten rid of, that sounds very Nazi-esque. Yeah, does it? Okay, 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 okay. All right. You know, who is worse? Left-wing dictators or right-wing dictators? It's pretty clear left-wing dictators are a lot worse. Just go by body count. You take Stalin and Mao, they far exceed Hitler. Well, what are you saying? Hitler's okay? Ah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that these were what? What? Well, that Trump is going to get things done. Okay, we're just going to lead by the kind of the Nazi terminology for our enemies, as well as describing other Americans, other Americans in the United States of America as vermin. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Even the tenderloin, it was strangely, strangely clean. Not like I saw a guy once there with his uh, his ass in the air and his pants around his ankles. And I was like, and, you know, I, I didn't want to look any closer than that about the state of fecal matter around his anus. But I just thought, you know, this guy, my heart went out to this guy. You know, you know why? Because at one point, this guy was a child. And he had dreams and hopes and expectations of being somewhere other than face down with his ass in the air in the tenderloin. So, you know, um, so I, I am not heartless in that regard, but I do recognize that the program that fascism presents, a program of daddy coming in and making everything okay, is very tantalizing. But it never happens that way. Like that friend of mine who lived in the Tenderloin and got his BB gun and started shooting at drug dealers. And then, um, exactly, exactly. You know, Trump didn't get shit done. And that's even the MAGA crowd that I know from jujitsu is split. One guy says, look, you have to be a coalition builder to get stuff done in America. He's not. So I don't think he can get anything done. And he understands that. And he's saying, I'm going to get stuff done. I'm going to dismantle the Department of Education, get rid of the Department of Transportation, all sops to, you know, uh, uh, big oil and, of course, in, in the auto industry. I'm going to get rid of, uh, obviously, anti-union. I'm going to get rid of, uh, I will create these freedom cities where people can live in tents in, out in the wild. That, they've tried it at odd times, even as far back as the 60s didn't work. Uh, but he's just saying, I'm going to fix these things that seem to bother you. And I'm going to get rid of the them that's, you know, like the, the the sick of it all song. If it's us against them, you can always count on me. That's essentially his fucking program. Really what he's just saying is, I got to get out of this beef that I'm in. Yeah, that is chuckle. So, you know, yeah, these guys, the, look, these people are mentally ill. You, you got to end Trump is saying what he's going to do. It's going to insist that mentally the mental uh, mentally ill get some help. But he's also going to outlaw uh, uh, LGBTQ um, uh, trans people because they're going to have it declared national policy that they're two, that they're two genders and that's it. And they're going to get. Yeah. Listen, listen, I don't know what these guys are feeling. But I have to imagine it's pretty fucking it's pretty aggressive if their solution to whatever they're thinking about what they're feeling is to have their penis and testicles cut off. I've had many a strange day. Never had I had a day where I was like, to feel whole, I need to do this. But if I were to have a day like that, I'd want to be taken seriously and not marginalized. I think guys go at it from a different angle. They're like, and a friend of mine actually picked up uh, a, a trans woman. And he was like, she's hot. I'm in. They went on, had a romantic weekend. Uh, it, it, it ended badly. Uh, he he was game to do everything, but the vagina was relatively new, and so there were problems with the say they didn't really work out because the thing. And that's you know, I'm good for him, good for him. It makes me a little uh, 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 uneasy, but it doesn't make me want to legislate my uneasiness, right? Having sex is tough enough as it is, right? I mean, I, I know a guy who was about to have sex with a woman and he looks at her shirt and it had a red spot on it. Her shirt. I go, was a, was the spot low? Like, is this period paranoia? He goes, no, it was high. It was near her chin. 
I go, what was it? Well, did you say cut herself shaving? He goes, it was food. I go, food? Where did you guys go to eat that night on this date where you almost got laid? An Italian restaurant. So she shows up wearing a white shirt in an Italian restaurant and gets a little spaghetti sauce on her shirt and you're grossed out. Let me get this straight. You walked by a willing sex partner because after eating at an at Italian restaurant, she had a, a, a stain on her shirt. He's like, yeah. I go, you are a fucking idiot. You don't deserve to get laid. But I understood him. I, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you know, the funny thing is I went into, I went into a sex store to buy, a con- buy some condoms. This is my favorite line ever. And the guy says, hey, uh, you want a bag for that? And I said, no, thanks. I'm going to wear it out. <laughs> that was great. It was in another country, but even the guys, the guy appreciated my quick wit. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, you know, there, I understand that the things that can weird you out as you go in for the, you know, I remember some woman we were kind of going to have this affair, and she took her shirt off, and I said she had a really weird birthmark on her arm. I was kind of grossed out. I was like, ah, you know, but you can't account for that. People do it to you too. You know, they do whatever. This is weird quirks. We're quirky people, you know, but I don't want to legislate around it. So everybody is like, on the one hand, even if you're on the left, you're just like, look, these fucking lunatics with the red caps, just give them what they want to shut them the fuck up. But yeah, no, 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 it, uh, it's not, you can't, they don't, they don't stop after that. You want to stop voting? And Americans generally don't vote in large enough numbers to indicate to me that they give a shit about voting. And if they vote for a guy who's promising to stop vote, stop the voting, unfair voting, which means a vote for anybody that's not hit, sanctioned by him, then it's on you. It is on you. I'll be much happier reading news about America when I'm not on the Titanic, USS Titanic of, of uh, uh, USS, USA Titanic. I'll be much happier. Uh, for my, my mountain redoubt in Spain, I will be much happier. You know, so so anyway, so that's why the, the, the substack was on, on fascism and mostly because I got tired of all of the people trying to pull me into internet arguments over the Hamas versus Israel thing. I just, you know, I write the piece. I put the piece up. I don't re- continue arguing the piece in the comments on Facebook. Now, Gabriel's a friend of mine, and I understand his, his, his dudgeon, but I, I'm, just, I'm not going to do it, man. I wrote the piece. If you, maybe if you leave a comment under the actual piece, maybe I'll engage there because it behooves me to do so, but I don't care about your opinion. I don't care if you agree with me. And I don't care if, uh, uh, if, if you disagree with me. I'm just, I'm just one voice in the crowd, like Andy Griffith, a voice facing the crowd. That's just me expressing an opinion. You like it, don't like it, that's fine. Subscribe. Some guy was like, well, I'm going to unsubscribe. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> I'm going to give a shit about you, your subscription. You're a free subscriber. Now, if it's somebody who's in at the presidential level, 210, and he says, I'm going to unsubscribe. Well, that guy's got my attention. It's the American way. It is the American way. Right now, those of you can't see, it's too bad. I have a shirt on that says, this machine kills rats. And it's a 45, a pistol on it. So I'm clearly part of the part of the problem, in a certain a certain way. And it's and my friend from the band Fang gave it to me, and it says Fang in the center of the gun. And I guess he's I guess Sam Sammy Town is over being <laughs> contrite about the ex girlfriend he murdered, you know, 30 years ago. Because the new record is like, <laughs> it's got this T-shirt about killing rats, and the new record is like talking about killing and murder. He's like, ah, fuck it, I'm tired of feeling sorry about that person's uh, person's dead, 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 dead. So, um, so, 
So that's what it was on fascism. So I've explained that. But then at the same time, I'm also, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. It would, a buddy of mine used to shoot rats, uh, she used to shoot rats in, uh, in his house uh, with a 22 that, t- that I sold him. Um, hold on. I just got a text here. Um, so, um, so, uh, so I'm reading, I'm reading the news and I, you know, but this is the thing that's sitting in my head about the, the shiny attractiveness of, of, of fascism and how it never ends. It never ends in anything close to a success. Never, ever, ever, ever. You got to know which battles to pick, man. You got to know which battles to pick and you got to, you know, any good leader at this point knows that they have to let people, you got to give them some flex room. Let him complain. Give him some, you know, give him some, get, give him, give him some sense of agency, even though Robert Sapolsky's book says that free will is an illusion. Give it to him. Some sense of, you know, you shut that shit down, it inevitably is going to, is going to burble up. So then, you know, it, it, you'll notice in the Substack, I didn't, I was so tempted, didn't make any connection from there to the oofsie. You know, and like, yeah, fuck you, Peloton. Get out of my gym, says the bald one, and pulls Peloton. Well, Peloton's been having problems since that one of their things murdered, what, one or two kids? Kid got caught up in the belt underneath. I can't even fucking think about that. You know, untimely death of a four-year-old on the Peloton. You know, um, you know, I can't even think about that. Can't even think about it. So, uh, 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 um, so he, so all of these performative tough guy actions, but it's funny because it's the same kind of thing. It's same bunker in Berlin type of thing, you know, despite, and I knew this before it happened. Ah, 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 it's Oliver all the way from Hamburg. Huh? I've been my friend. Uh, yeah, Oliver is the one who every time he sees me tries to punch me in the nuts, trying to catch me napping. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. So, I, I, um, so I start to think about the bald one and this kind of performative machismo. And I knew, I knew the the Bellator thing was gonna happen. Was I sworn to secrecy? Nah, I was more still pissed off at Bellator for calling out the CBS lawyers on me. And of course, Kogan, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, Kogan, uh, you know, is not any help. Look, so Sorrell is doing stuff with Kogan. Kogan is still helping out. It's still, you know, a Foss, a friend of Sorrell, a Fossa, friend of Sorrell Academy. So I don't want to, I don't want to queer the deal, but it was, it, it was, it was coming. And besides which I didn't think it made a difference. Apparently, it's made enough of a difference, given the timing, given the timing, it's made enough of a difference. Given what's happening with the Ali Act and the and the anti and the Congo antitrust thing, and how that's coming along, and how the judge just shot down the bald one's desire to delay, delay to in a Trumpian delay, 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 because he's got deep enough pockets to be able to do so. It's because of that shit, you know. But it's uh. PFL and Bellator, and then somebody kind of, you know, uh, in an agitprop way is like, well, maybe Bellator can not suck. Yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe. Or maybe guys like Derek Brunson, who left for, uh, you know, uh, uh, to for look at where he is on his, on his career. You know, it's like, I got, man, I, I know what you guys are doing. Can you, for, look, we don't have to. You don't want to pay more than 13 or 17% to the fighters. Don't. Don't. Let me tell you, Andy Grove had it best. The competitive spaces between your businesses, you must fill with your business. You do not, you know, they would. I mentioned the board game Monopoly. The, editor, the CEO, Andy Grove of Intel at the time, sent back the magazine because you can't even use this word in our magazine. Can't even use this word. But the reality of it was he was he was dead on this idea of like filling those spaces with spaces. You know, the contender series, there's a big difference between what you get paid in the contender series and the UFC. 
but not as big as you'd like to think. You leave, you left the ga- gaping holes, lacunas for, for com- uh, competition. And it's not so much that, that you are making room for competition, but that competition has to, has to, you know, has to, has to fill that space. And now, uh, PFL and, uh, and, uh, and Bellator, Poit, whatever they're going to name the new company, is poised to pretty much to do that. How many more defections do you need to make a game? Well, how many more defections? That's not the, even the issue. Johnny Boney Joni retires. Accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets fights his next fight and loses. Um, Izzy stays out another year. And what do you got? What do you got? Sugar Shane O'Malley, who wants to leave to do boxing because he realizes he's being jobbed and being a company guy is no prize. Well, you're going to tune in just to hear uh, Jogan. Why? Why? This is, uh, these, are, these are sad, uh, 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 um, subtly shifting seas of sand. Bellator got 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 uh, absorbed by PFL. You know, a party of two is now a party of one. It's a sizable party. And I didn't watch Bellator, but that had to do with me and my personal beef with the organization. Michael Venom Page, you know, uh, 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 the the uh, oh, that guy the. Uh, there's a, f- a couple of father-son teams in there. Haim Gozali, who just challenged Jake, uh, who, who just challenged what he calls anti-Semite Jake Shields to a fight. Uh, um, you know, Jake Shields is a, a known associate of mine. Um, do I support his, his, his recent political attack to the right? No, but he's not a politician, which he's finding out the hard way. Doesn't pay. When they're canceling your seminars because of some bullshit you said on the internet, you, you might want to write your ship. Not my job to tell him that. And I actually saw him go against Craig Jones, and it's a bad look. It almost looks like he had never done jujitsu before. I know Craig Jones is good, but I'm just telling you what it looked like. So anyway, but I, but but I, I I I digress. So at least this time, you know, the stars seem to be aligning, so that the bald one is got he hasn't he hasn't developed a deep bench. Professional slap league is not filling that space. The contender series is not filling that space, um, and and he has nickel and dime people to death. So that really he's got nothing. He has got nothing. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. If he's got some secret weapon like the guy in the bunker, now's the time to let us know about it. Because at this point now, I'm planning on what the hell I'm going to do with the latter half of my 2024 other than get the hell out of this country. And there's that guy, Zach, on Twitter. And I'm not calling it X. Fuck your ex. Who's always saying stuff to me? I like him because he's on the right side of the spectrum. But I like I like Zach. He cracks me up sometimes. But he's like, you want to leave the country? Good, go. It's <laughs> like, okay, that's okay. Like I said, I'll be glad to read the news from outside the country when I'm outside the country. Oh, look, they started pogroms, freedom of the streets, making America great again. When unemployment was 1.2 in 1944, <laughs> 1.2. Yeah, 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 Leo. So, so, uh, so anyway, all of this stuff. And if once you start to view the news stream, once you start to do your news feed as being MMA adjacent, you see how many MMA adjacent stories there are. When I say adjacent, I mean stuff that doesn't happen in the cage. It's not happening in the cage. And if it's not happening in the cage, and that's a raison d'etre, then what are we talking about? Do I really give a shit that Sean Strickland uh, thinks that uh, Ian Gary's wife or girlfriend is a whore? I like that he said that, but I don't really give a shit that he did. 
He's like, somebody rescue Ian Gary because he's 26. He's with some 40-year-old. Ian Gary's living his best life. You ever date a 40-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for turning into Pepe Le Pew there for a second. <laughs> but, you know, this is... Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know... It, It's it's not it's not MMA. It doesn't happen in the cage. Derek Brunson's story, not news adjacent. The Kung Lee story, news adjacent. All these stories are news adjacent because they're outside the cage because there's nothing going on inside the fucking cage. Gerrymandering, protecting your faves, advancing the fortunes of company guys, giving precedence to loud mouths, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the only thing I really care to watch at this point. The sport, sport, sports, sports engagement, and given given the way things work, what should have happened is, what should have happened is that a uh, Craig Jones, Gordon Ryan, all these guys killing it at ADCC. Like uh, the top wrestlers, who's that guy that everybody loves? They're bringing him up slow. Should have been groomed for an entry into MMA. But Gordon Ryan said it best. He goes, "Why should I go? I'm. You don't know how much money I'm making doing this. How are you gonna? How are you gonna pay these guys? I mean, I guess in in the Baldwin's defense, what he's Bo Nickel, thank you. In the Baldwin's defense, what he's saying is he's like, we're paying Gordon Ryan because Gordon Ryan is the best number one on the face of the fucking earth. Number one on the face of the earth. That's why we're paying Gordon Ryan what we're paying him. Yeah, if he comes in MMA. So let me get this. So MMA is junior varsity. Is that the deal? How many hours did he put in to get number one in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Well, based on my take, a lot. I was fighting MMA myself when I was still a blue belt. My my unofficial smoker record was nine and two. One of the ones I got fucking pasted on was a uh, Chris Sanford. And then the other guy I got pasted by was actually an uh, a guard at a mental institution. And so we come full circle, a guard in a mental institution. Yeah, bare knuckle is coming up. I mean, you know, the oofsy, look, look, it's like a version of the Peter principle. Or like a friend of mine used to say, the bald one, I guess, was always a self-correcting problem. The Fertitas, the smart ones, got out before they were corrected along with him. Self-correcting problem. We always knew you would fail, Mr. Bald one but never quite so spectacularly. And there we go. That's it. That's the name of the game. So uh, at this point now, I was staying to be a thorn in the side. Now I'm staying and pulling in a bucket of popcorn just because, you know, uh, I'm watching the funeral. No, that was his job. <laughs> I was, I've not been, uh, at one point, somebody suggested I go into a mental institution. They said, come, come home. My, actually, it was my mother. <laughs> come home. Let us take care of you. And I, I knew, I knew what that was, you know, what was happening there. <laughs> it will take care of you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. What is that, that Root Boy Slim song? They gave me Stelazine, gave me Thorazine, gave me every zine I could think of. Kept them under my tongue, spit them out later on. I was crazy and not just on the brink of. I attacked a few of the guards. They made it awful hard, ganged up on me and strapped me down. I got that needle in the thigh and the time slowed by. By the time the doctors came around. <laughs> it's great. Root Boy Slim, if you don't know it, the song is called Dozing and Drooling. Anyway, so yeah, in Ghana in 2024, 
But still, who are they going to have him fight? You know? Johnny Boney Joni fucked himself. Oofsie fucked themselves. MMA is fucked. We are fucked. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> happy, happy belated Thanksgiving. What else are you going to say? Here, Nero, here's your violin. Let it rip. You know, he wouldn't let you leave when he started playing. And he would play for a long time. You talk about fucking totalitarian uh, dictatorship or uh, hard-fisted leader. I like that. Next up, next up is a uh, Oxbow song. Where you going? Sit down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that, that was the week. I'm well fed. Back in the mix. Uh, go back at jujitsu. Oh, I know what it was. Mr. Jans, I got to tell you. Listen, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to go a little bit longer. We're going to be a little bit longer. Okay, so I've been having this. I've been walking like a cowboy with his hips. Uh, fuck, man. And the doctor won't okay me for the MRI. I can't move my leg. I can't kick. This is terrible. I don't know what's going on. And uh, finally, I miss jujitsu. One jujitsu, which would have been uh, Monday. I missed Monday of, of this past week. And that's how the wife knew, okay, he's not fucking around. He's serious. He never misses. He said, and she comes out and she's waving a pill at me. I go, what's that? She goes, it's Mobic. Mobic. M-O-B-I-C. I'm not fucking taking that. What is it? She goes, it's a painkiller. I go, really? Okay. So I take it so I can sleep that night. I jump up out of bed in the morning time. And this is why I went to jujitsu on Tuesday before taking off to San Diego. And I felt great. Not only did I feel great, but I wasn't walking like an old man anymore. I fucking do it. I'm like, my back is still hurting a little bit, but I'm like, what the fuck? What the, what the fuck was it? I start looking it up. Mobic. It's an anti-arthritic. Oh, shit. I thought arth arthritis was just something old people got. Yeah, cue clown music. I thought arthritis was just something you get in your hands. Yeah, cue clown music. Because suddenly, my knee is not bothering me. Yeah, I'm mobic. My hips are not bothering me. I'm walking normally. And my back is not bothering me. So do I have to take this pill every day? I took one. One. And I feel fucking great. How come nobody diagnosed me as arthritic? Yeah, so you know about Mobic. RP knows about Mobic. I never heard about it. I've been taking glucosamine, chondroitin. I've been taking primrose oil and rose. I've been taking the bading and the bading. I'm taking all of that shit. Yeah, meloxicam and fucking miracle drug. So I'm waiting for tomorrow with bated breath, where I can go to my 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 primary care. It's like, how come you have consistently tried to murder me over the years? Oh, well, I'm glad I know that. <laughs> Fatal if taken with booze. I'm not so strong of a drinker. And of course, definitely if I took it with booze, that would end my drinking. So, uh, but that it's, as far as I'm concerned, a miracle fucking drug. That and four CCs. <laughs> no, I did that for RP. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that came from... Me explaining to uh, Mr. RP how in the old days I had to take a, 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 a I am syringe and crazy glue them together <laughs> so I could get four cc's of decadaroblin in. You know it, buddy. Now I'm not talking about these these fighter dosages because everybody's trying to stay in their weight class. I'm talking about I got to get the 300 pounds bodybuilder dosages from 1989. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know if I covered that enough in the memoir. I need to read the memoir again. I can't remember. Anyway, that's the end of the show. What's happening this week? I think uh, uh, Monday, got a Bad Boss Brief. Tuesday. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, man. I, I, I so us. Uh, I've got some things to work in here, and all that stuff. It's all. I'm not just relying on pills. I'm doing everything. I'm doing the CrossFit. I'm doing the stretching. I'm doing the yoga. I'm doing this. Tuesday, uh, if the shoes fit, don't know if John's back in pocket from the holidays, but it'll be me and Alexi. Uh, finish the uh, helmet piece for Decibel, so that's out now. Decibel Magazine, Heavy Metal Magazine. If you haven't reviewed Walk Across Dirty Water and Straighten the Murder's Row, I suggest you do it now. Please, go on the 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 the, 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 uh, the Amazon and, and review it. My publisher says it helps. And I'm trying to book book shows across America right now and Europe, uh, so I'll be there with the book eventually at some point. So that's the end of the show. I guess I could scream. The kid's out the park. She's not, it won't wake her up. You made me do! Ah, I'm glad you could hear it so bad. It's sad you couldn't see it, but we'll get it taken care of next week. All right, all right, go. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye.